Welcome. It is the Album Nerds Podcast. I am Dude, and that is Dude Jr. Say hi, Dude Jr. Dude Jr. <laughs> oh, sorry, Andy. I thought we were switching your name from Andy to Dude Jr. No, I don't, I don't think we agreed on that one yet. No, I don't think so. <laughs> all right, all right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. We got uh, a couple new release recommendations for you today. We're very excited to talk about fully endorsing, full album nerd stamp of approval. But uh, yeah, how you doing, man? Did you have a good Halloween? Yes, I didn't give any candy to anyone because I turned my lights off and hide. You're such um, a bastard. Such an I old know, bastard. Know. Hey, I stopped trick or treating at twelve because in my day, that's when you stopped. You're oh, not man. a kid anymore. You don't trick or treat. I was out there in college getting pillowcases full, man. Uh, I bet you were, and that's who I'm avoiding. So uh, <laughs> that's why we're such good friends. The little kids don't really need any more candy or sweets in their life, so you know, oh, th- there's little, plenty out there. Do a little joy is what it is, man. It's a fun, random thing. Anyway. I had a good Halloween, too. Thanks for asking. I carved a ridiculous pumpkin. Maybe we can uh, put it up on the website or something. Oh, how was your Halloween, dude, Junior? <laughs> Wait, can, can I be Andy Senior? I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> you're like Andy Senior the third or something. Like... <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get into these records here, man. We, got, uh, we do have one record that might be a good... Uh, a good Halloweenish type record if you're still celebrating, and then I have one that's like totally ridiculous and crazy, of course. So let's yes. uh, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Let's uh, let's jump into your pick, though, man. What uh, what are you recommending from the the recent release catalog? Let's do it. What I recommend, my friend, is a little funeral doom. Funeral doom, that's right. A sub, 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 sub genre of metal music that I was unaware of before. Uh, The band is Bell Witch. The album is Mirror Reaper. And it was just released a few weeks ago, I believe. And it really took me by surprise. It is, um, well, where do I even begin, Andy? Do I begin with the fact that it's 83 minutes long and it's one song? That's a very distinguishing characteristic, (laughs) yeah. Do I begin with uh, the fact that they uh, a former member who left the band in 2015, this is their third album, he left the band in 2015 and recently passed away. His Some of his vocals from the previous album are are interlaced into the album, adding more of a death sort of uh, tone to things. Do I talk about that? Or do we talk about the fact that this band only has a bass, guitar, and drums? <laughs> I'm just so confused by the whole thing. There's so many interesting elements here. It's a very unique record for sure. Um, yeah, why don't we just play some? Let's just, let's just play the beginning of this, of this uh, one track here called Mere Reaper.
Okay. So that's a couple minutes in, and it starts off very, very slow with just that plotting bass, and then it kicks in with those drums, which kind of brings it up a notch for a moment. Um, I want to play a few parts of it. It's so long. What was, I mean, first of all, this is unlike me to recommend, right? Yes, I was very impressed. I feel like kind of a proud papa here, Andy Sr. (laughs) (laughs) I I was impressed. You took pick something a little bit outside of your comfort zone, I I feel like. uh, A little bit more, you know, abstract, a little more creative, perhaps, than typical uh, blues rock record here. So that's cool. Very impressed. And uh, yeah, it's a... It's a cool Doom record. I know it's getting a lot of acclaim critically. It's, I mean, I like this, this type of music too. Um, I know the one record reminded me of a lot. If you, if you heard or heard that, um, Dub Smoker record, it's kind of become a classic in this bit in the genre. It's got some similarities. Um, was it the same producer? Did I read that correctly, or was I am I wrong? I'm not sure. Similar sound for sure. Um, if you if you enjoyed that record, I definitely would recommend this one. Um, the album art is just awesome. I think that was. Oh yeah, it's it, amazing. Yeah, it's got this picture of like a what I assume is the Bell Witch sticking her head through a through an enormous mirror, kind of peering down on this poor little guy who stands on the edge of a cliffside. <laughs> so it's really cool imagery. I think uh, it fits the music very well. It is. It's just so interesting. And what these guys have woven together, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like a, I feel like I'm in purgatory or something. Listening to mm. this, it's just got this this constant tone through it. And it's got vocals throughout different styles of vocals. Like at some moments, it's growls. At other moments, it's uh, sort of almost Gregorian chant sounding. I had trouble making out any of the words, but it's, I mean, you really, the, the reason I'm recommending this largely is because this is album nerds, right? And this is a album. This is a full album. It's, it's work. It's 83 minutes. And you can't just have it on in the background. You have to just sit there and listen to it. And you really feel, I just was picturing this sort of black and white desert of the line between life and death and not knowing where... You know, it's like this endless journey of nothingness, which, you know, I, I, yeah, man, totally. that's, it, totally. it just, it made me, it made me feel sad, really sad. And when music can do that, whether it's happy or sad or whatever it is, that's freaking awesome. And that's why I, I wanted to talk about this record because it will do something to you. And that's, that's just, that's something special, you know, and they're a Seattle-based band, and they certainly do not have the Seattle sound, but uh, I really have enjoyed listening to it in the, you know, as much as one being completely sad and feeling totally alone in an <laughs> empty universe can be. How did, I mean, did you sit and experience this, or was it bits and bites for you? Um, no, it's the kind of thing you got to, when you start it, you got to finish it, because it's... Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, the first time I listened to it was in a large room and just had it on some speakers and like the open air. And that was a little underwhelming. But once he, once he said he'd get some, get it on headphones and can, uh, sit with it for a little while, it's a pretty moving experience for sure. That's, I mean, what else can you ask for from music? Whether, you know, it doesn't have to always be fun and uplifting. Like there's the other side to it too. And they definitely explore that here. I think the first 45 minutes or so were really, really good. They really established a nice pace and, Feels like there's some direction to it. I was really hoping for like a bigger payoff on like the last third of the record or so. 
And they, they introduced like mm-hmm. that, that kind of like falsetto vocal yep. chanting through that portion. I don't know. I didn't love that. I kind of wish there was a bigger musical crescendo that maybe filled in that section a little bit more. But, you know, it's it's pretty cool. You, know, you don't hear a lot of records like this, so I was really enjoyed the experience overall. I get what you're saying about the second half of the album because I don't know how much you looked into this, but it is supposed to kind of, there's, you know, I don't have the actual record. I might. I might buy it actually. Wow. As weird as that sounds, I, I got to see that cover. I got to see that cover in full size, dude. <laughs> I've got to. That artwork is ridiculous. It's so awesome. That's cool. Um, I think it's supposed to kind of have two different sides, even though it's one song. You know, mm-hmm. did you did you get that impression at all? It, I guess the overarching theme is as above, so below. So it's like two sides to form one whole. And then the Mirror Reaper album cover, you've got the Reaper coming through a giant mirror, but the, he's on both sides of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I went back and I also listened to their last album, which had like four really long tracks called Four Phantoms. And it had a similar sound, and that was with uh, Adrian Guerra, who was their former drummer. Okay. Uh, the drummer organist is Jesse Shreedman, and the bassist is Dylan Desmond. Yeah, so we should probably jump in and listen to a little bit more music. I tried to pick up a piece that has some vocals in it to kind of to kind of give a taste of how this thing progresses throughout. But uh, I'm gonna play two more tracks total. I'll probably kind of do them. I'll do this one, and then it's weird not to. It's still Mirror Reaper. I'm gonna do another piece that's at about the 42 minute mark, and then after that, I'm gonna play a piece that's at the 54 minute mark just to give a taste of some of the vocals on here. I'm also hoping if I buy the record, I'll have the lyrics in because I've had a hell of a time trying to find them anywhere online. All right, so that was kind of a taste of the screamy sort of first half where there seems to be a little more anguish and anger, and then we the second half past the 50-minute marker, so the tone changes a little bit and the uh, vocal changes as well. So here we go. So depending on how you want to interpret it, for me, that tonal change sort of is like taking me, I don't feel as alone. And it, it feels like it's sort of taking me out to maybe closer to whatever that next step is in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my take on it. But it's still doomy and gloomy and sad and your chest feels tight the entire listen. 
And I can't believe I listened to it seven or eight, maybe nine times, wow. like all the way through and then had it in the background a few times. I actually uh, I'm a- I'm out working out and I'm listening to <laughs> I'm listening to this boom oh, but that bass boom boom it's cool it's well recorded it sounds really good especially on headphones and yeah it's an experience good uh, it's a good pick man thanks yeah and it is outside of my usual I always want lyrics I always want short songs I mean you know how I complain when a song is more than three or four minutes long and uh, I decided to challenge myself this time around and uh, try something new but um, I think people should check this out if you've got the cojones to sit down and try it try it because it's an experience and uh, that's dude's recommendation. I'm tired, man. <laughs> it's a heavy. That stuff it's a heavy wears one, out dude, for sure. It's, uh, that's Bell Witch with Mirror Reaper. Nice, nice, cool, dude. Well, I got something totally different per usual. Um, we're gonna do like I think it would be classified as our first electronic dance record of the show. <laughs> I don't think I've gone this long. I've gone like almost a year and I haven't made you listen to one dance record yet, but. Your time's up, buddy. We got a really kind of crazy one for you today. This one is from a guy who calls himself Igloo Ghost, and he put out a record about a month or so ago called Neo Wax Bloom, and it's been fucking with my mind ever since it came out. So Igloo Ghost is a single guy. He's pretty young. Um, I think younger than me, probably in his 20s or so. From uh, His name is Seamus Megala. He's from Ireland. And he put out this record on Flying Lotus's uh, label, Brain Feeder. You know Flying Lotus, right, man? You, you guys are pretty tight, right? No, no uh, idea. He, he puts out like jazz-infused electronic music, I would guess I would say. A little bit abstract, um, a little more uh, intricate than your typical like four-on-the-floor dance music. Um, so this record is definitely a little out there. I'd say it's very colorful very playful, very cartoonish. It has like a very kind of whimsical, nonsensical quality to it. Um, let's just play some because there's no way I'm going to be able to describe this <laughs> accurately. Uh, this is one of the first singles off the record. It's called White Gum. Yeah, so you got like elements of a whole bunch of different types of dance music in there. Got like breakbeat footwork. There's some hip hop elements, some hardcore elements. I mean, it's uh, pretty varied influences there. Then he tosses in like that chipmunk vocal style, which I don't love particularly, but (laughs) I don't know. Andy, that's not a vocal style. That's not a vocal style. That's just some dude. Screwing around with, you know, you can do, say whatever and make it sound like a chipmunk. That's oh, he's not, not, he's not I mean, singing unless like he that. Can actually... I think he does sound like that. That's live, man. No. no. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not for everybody, that, that style for sure. But I'd say like the first maybe seven or eight tracks kind of fit into that style there. You know, it's a lot of like hip hop and some kind of like rapping going on. But uh, once you hit like track eight, Eight to eight to the end, I would say, is a little bit more interesting, a little bit more varied. 
especially with the vocals. Um, I think it's a little more interesting once you kind of get into that chunk of the record. Um, but I don't know. What are you, what were your thoughts in general, man? Did you, uh, did you just detest every second of it or what? Well, I, I didn't detest every second of it. It just sounded like I was listening to some um, annoying cartoon, you know, in the background or something. And so it didn't, you know, it didn't really do anything for me one way or the other. I did make sure to turn it down a little bit so my wife or any neighbors wouldn't think that's what I'm listening to on purpose. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's way outside of my, uh, it, hey, maybe a year from now, I'll recommend an album like this and, and uh, you know, Andy will have influenced me some more. But Dude, if that ever happens, man, yeah, you're going to have to like doing like CPR and uh, reviving me or something, dude, because I will fucking pass the fuck out. If that you, know, <laughs> you know, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a, of a episode of Friends where Ross is telling the gang that he used to play keyboards in high school and he wrote all these songs and they never heard them and he dug his old keyboards out and he performed <laughs> for them. It went a little bit like this. That's what I'm Oh going. my God, play. <laughs> what are you doing? He ends with an explosion, <laughs> and uh, when I when I first started this album, that's what I thought of immediately. I'm like, oh my god, Ross on Friends. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot going on. Maybe a little bit more intricate uh, production than, uh, than Ross. <laughs> <about that>, uh, <laughs> um, all right, let's play let's play one track. Kind of towards the end of the record, uh, which has a little different vocal approach. It's called Infinite Mint. Yeah, so I, mean, I think it works really well when you have something that kind of offsets the the sugary kind of cartoonish quality of the music. You know, the vocal will slow down a little more uh, relaxed. I think that works really well. And uh, there's a cool spot later on in the record by um, yeah, Mr. Yote. He's a like this hip hop uh, rap rapper who uh, has like kind of this fictional pirate character that he raps in his voice, and they've done some work together. Him and and uh, Igloo Ghost uh, in the past. So he's uh, he featured on track nine, which is also really good. And the last two tracks on the record, I think, are outstanding as well. Just uh, something really creative and uh, huh. different in this space. I've never really heard anything quite like this before. And I think it's relatively exciting. And, you know, super curious to hear what this what this kid comes up with next. Who was the guest vocalist on Infinite Mint? Because it, it sounded like Bjork or something. Yeah, to me. she's she's kind of in like that trip hop space. Her name's uh, 
I think it's Couché or Couché, perhaps, is how I pronounce it. Like he, so, but there are guest vocalists on this. And honestly, from I had the opposite feel than you did. I thought that the second half was not as interesting oh, really? as the first. How, how come? Which the it sound the second half sounded kind of recycled from the first to me. But maybe that's because I'm not a uh, aficionado on the genre. But it just sounds, you know, and, and I don't really get how songs fit together in this genre. Albums are yeah. different in this genre because I don't know what they're about. I, you know, I have no connection to them, uh, no emotional connection. So it's really hard for me to kind of. So it was just based on sound. At the second half, every the two or three times I listened to it, the second half, I just felt like it was kind of annoying when the first half was at least sonically huh. interesting. Interesting. So I don't know. I don't know what that. Yeah, well, it's yeah. definitely a challenging listen. And you know, the both records you pick out this week were a little bit uh, of challenging yeah. listens, not quite as straightforward as we sometimes talk about on the show. But uh, well, this is getting good reviews, though. I mean, it is. It's definitely this guy, Igloo Sauce, Igloo <laughs> Ghost, um, is getting a lot of good press, good feedback, good reviews on on the previous EP or whatever, and on this particular album i've i saw a lot of good stuff yeah. out there so i just don't quite understand it yep yeah he's he uh, he's better than ross <laughs> for sure he's better than ross from friends well said well said i i will concede i will concede to that he's way better totally. than ross totally i don't know yeah i don't know about chandler but uh, definitely definitely ross <laughs> uh, oh god oh, okay uh yeah so that's uh igloo ghost and the album's name is neo wax bloom and uh dude's pick was bell witch mirror reaper if you're looking for some challenging music these are two really good recent releases that uh we would highly recommend checking out yeah so get really sad with mine and then listen to andy's and then just be jumping around totally. the joint it'll be like uh hot yeah, it's like 100%. hot and cold all right uh cool. yeah that was fun picking some stuff yeah, different. Right. You know, that was fun discuss. You know, kind of, kind of having to stretch a little bit. It was a challenge, and it was a good one. So, uh, let's see. Next week, we'll be talking about. Oh, we're gonna pick uh, two vinyl records from our collections and, and kind of talk about you know the music as well as as the packaging and the kind of listening experience on that medium. So I know we both have two records picked out. We're excited to dig into a little bit more. As we love to do on the Album Nerds podcast. Uh, in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter and Simple Music Discovery app at Album Nerds. Where can they stream the show, buddy? Well, they could go to the iTunes, which uh, is is uh, available to everyone with an iPhone or iPad, I believe. I'm an Android guy myself. However, yeah, so go to iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Give us a rating, five stars, preferably. Uh, write up a nice review. We'll read it on the show. And uh, hit it. you can find us on Google Play Music. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. And you can, of course, go to the beautiful, redesigned albumnerds.com. Listen to the show. Look at the playlists. And uh, write to us and tell us what you've been listening to and what you think of the show. And with that, I guess... Uh, that's it. That's all we got for this week, but we'll catch you next week on another edition of the Album Nerds Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye, everybody. See ya.